So, what is the FBI going to do now that they suddenly got these two agents who have now been outed that, yeah, they sat on that Hunter, uh, you know, laptop. We didn't, we didn't report it. We didn't talk about it. We told everybody it was Russian disinformation. I mean, this evidently one of these guys, the guy that went to Zuckerberg and gave him the information. So, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of this now. And now the November election really takes on importance because if the uh, the House turns over to the Republicans and if we could get the Senate turned over to the Republicans, then we get to start yes. looking and asking the questions and subpoena yeah, the witnesses. So be what, interesting. What, what scam do you think that they'll have in the next month or two? Who knows? Is Who how, knows? They'll how will we out. shut it down? October surprises are a, a Democrat way of doing things. The Dems have been doing it for years. I mean, years they've been doing it. Always come up with something at the very, just just before election. M- Monkeypox goes full airborne. It could be. Yeah, <laughs> fully airborne. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, that you haven't heard that much about it. Because it's one of their groups that they love that is getting it the most. Well, you heard about, and I won't, I hate saying it, but I'm going to say it because I started a dog who caught monkeypox from their owners. Really? And you can, how do you <laughs> yes. get monkeypox? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's skin to skin contact. Yeah. You're right. Yes. I yeah. agree. And poor dog. Well, I feel sorry. Here, here's what I feel sorry for us. We who are straight, and you got people that are bisexual that are spreading it from the gay community to the uh, community, the straight community. Yeah. That's, that's how it transmits itself. And these apps these days with kids and everything else. I, I, mean, guess, I guess, you know, everybody's supposed to, you know, kind of, well, I can't use that term because it doesn't apply. You kind of, you go very lightly around this is what happens all right because as soon as you bring up the word homosexual and uh, monkeypox people start freaking out because they know that you're going to tell them you're going to tell the truth and they don't want any they want anything but the truth out there about that plus it's less useful you know it's just less useful if that's only one segment of population not everyone yeah well that's why i said the democrats are stuck yeah. in a corner right now you know so i don't know it's you know i guess if you're if you're bi they want you to take one for the team i haven't haven't fi- literally I haven't, figured it yeah out. i haven't figured haven't figured that one out what they're going to do but you know it's a, it's a sad situation it really really is but uh, they've they've I've it's I've been amazed that they have downplayed it the way they have. Yeah, me too. Makes you wonder what's coming up about it. Well, I don't think anything is because they'll have to attack a very viable 
you know, segment of their following, right. you know, to, to go after it. So I, I don't foresee much to be said about it, to be honest. I, I've only been trying to figure out what is coming. Is it going to be a full-on war? Is it going to be monkeypox? How are they going to shut it down? Yeah, are we going to put, are we going to put troops over in Ukraine? Now, there, right. that, that, now, that could, you know, really mess things up. But I'm just saying they typically come up with something. Something. Something, you know? Something that's stinking out there. Well, I just don't know what it is yet. Oh, but she's done. She posted a picture she's of herself back. dancing. <laughs> so you never know. When you go on a game show and lose to Kardashian, <laughs> you're in trouble. What about game about you the law. It was some some game about the law that they were doing, and she lost to Kim Kardashian. Well, Kim's a lawyer now, isn't she? I have no idea. She, uh, she did that when she got in with Trump to get uh, prison reform done. No, she went, was she going to night school or something? Yeah, she did some kind of like school <laughs> stuff like that. Come, come on. It was it was online classes. I'm yes. sure, yeah, well, yeah. she'll just say, well, that was because all the classes were online. Right. You know that that's the other that's something we could talk about, and that's how colleges screwed everybody over, uh, made them take all their classes uh, by uh, computer, and then charged them full price. Yeah, tuition and all. They did my grandson that way. He was going to Texas Tech, and uh, he couldn't go to class. He had to take everything by computer. He. Uh, they still want him to wanted him to buy the full college, as they put it, the full college experience, experience. Uh, and stay in the dorm, which wasn't open. Let me listen to what I'm saying here. You paid for the dorm, but you couldn't stay there, mm-hmm. and uh, you paid for your food, but you couldn't eat there. Figure this out, and they were charging kids full you know a full ride and, and i'm looking at that and i'm going what is wrong with these parents that they're saying give me my money back yeah i would have been demanding a, a, some kind of a refund yeah well and a, a, imagine a, a world where your college is that you can take your phone along with you is and look every answer up when you're taking tests yeah, well. i would have liked to have been in those classes i'd be i'd have <laughs> many and many a degrees you, you, you've been doing all right huh is that what you're saying eric <laughs> yes. yeah i would have been doing all right eric is uh, with simone he is a do they call you guys concrete cowboys still uh i i don't know they call okay. you any kind of cowboy, I might get disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> do they, do what, what, what do they refer to you guys as? Is it just truckers? Uh, I guess just trucker. Okay. Is, uh, I don't know. What do you refer to me as, Simone? Uh, we can't uh, repeat that on the air. Yeah. We can't say that on the air. Yeah. No, we're not able to do that. So tell our listeners, what you, how many days out on the road are you out? Well, each week uh, i'm very lucky is because i got a a, a good job it's kind of turning around on me here a little bit but i'm only gone three days a week wow is uh three nights is then roughly three and a half days and uh, let's just say as i make good money for that and i'm happy about it. it's one of the reasons why i'm not looking for another job at this point in time but uh, it may be coming soon the company i'm with at this point in time has caused me a lot of issues uh-oh 
starting to. Uh-oh. That's not good. Because I hear all the you know trucking companies are out there just trolling for people. Well, yeah. and, and they are, isn't it? It's one of the sad things that there is. But, you know, is once you may get on the bad side of one person that's got a suit and tie that's uh-huh. never driven a truck before in their lives, is yeah, as you start you start having issues in life. Because I hear these ads on make over a hundred thousand dollars your first year. Is that true? You can. Wow. Easily. Does that mean you got to stay on the road all the time? In most cases, that's over the road. Is if you're going to do uh, local or regional here in Arkansas, um, you're looking at fifty-five, sixty grand a year to be home every every night. Is uh, maybe even a little bit less as in some places. But yeah, over the road, I mean, yeah, you you can make a hundred grand easy. Yeah, because I'm I'm hearing Walmart. They're out there really, mm-hmm. really pitching for themselves out there and then there's other i don't know who the companies are but they're saying yeah you go with us and you make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars the first year we guarantee it that's that's pretty bold if you say you you guarantee something yeah most most companies at this point in time are starting people out with uh 60 roughly 60 cents a mile is and guaranteeing them 2400 to 3000 miles a week okay now when you are out when they when they say something like that does that mean that you're going to get uh, they're going to give you a card and it pays for your gas and everything does does that does that happen or do that's you the, do you put the money up for the gas and then they get they reimburse it all that's what my company does is that we get a card is and used to is it just used to be a number but here in the last year as they changed it to where now you've got a card is and yeah they pay for everything wow is and I think most big companies work that way. And they do food that way and everything. Oh no, they don't pay for. Oh, food. you don't. More points. <laughs> if they paid for my food, that'd be great. <laughs> You'd be in all the way at that point, huh? I, I would definitely be the one that uh, <laughs> that made the truck overweight when I went. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> I stopped for lunch and then I can't weigh right now. Sorry, that's right. not possible. Is, you know that's a problem when you step out of the truck. Is and that eighteen wheeler moves yeah. up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? Is it be, when you get your it was a bill of lard or whatever they call it? I don't know what it's called, and uh, it says what you got in the back of the truck and everything. Is that what it is? And you got to present that when you stop. And or, you got the electronic booklets now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long time because with the company I'm with is we have the driveways thing which they probably pay a, an ungodly amount of money in order for – I bypass most of your way stations. Is, uh, oh, really? When it comes down to it, yes, on my computer, is it'll pop up uh, way station two miles out. Is And then once you get about a mile out, it'll tell you either pull in or keep going. Is And in most cases, I would say 99 out of a hundred percent is that it tells me is bypasses and i just okay now on the bypass is that that thing that's hanging out over the road it's 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 doing it automatically and stuff i don't know if it's caused by that or if it's just uh gps is i think it's more gps than even that thing because it'll tell you long before you even roll underneath that is uh bypass is and you just go right around it is Basically, is if they pull you in, you've got to take your paperwork in. It tells them everything that you have in your in your trailer or on your truck, depending on what you're carrying. Is uh, bring them, bring them now. They have ELD cards that that they can look it up on the computer. Is what your hours of service are. Is if you've gone over or if you've not. Is it's yes, all have, pretty easy. Was it ten hours maximum? 
That you can drive? 11 hours. 11 hours. 11 hours. You can be on duty 14 hours, and you can drive 11. All right. We may talk a little bit more about this. This is pretty interesting. Uh-oh. It's a good it's a job. Good, well, it's a good job for people. I mean, I you know, if I were a single guy, yeah. I'd be thinking about it. I mean, seriously. Make yeah. over 100 grand? That's well, a good deal. And one of the great things behind it, too, if you were a single guy, you can cut out all your overhead. I mean, because... You can live in that truck. Yeah. I mean, me personally, is if if not for Simone and the dog, is <laughs> and uh, the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be living in the truck. Is and all my money would be going in the bank. The only overhead that I'd have would be my uh, phone. Man, you only had you'd only have to work like five years, and yeah. you'd have enough money to retire on. Yes, sir. Well, we can't take the dog, or I'd go with him. Oh, they won't let you take the dog. Well, the dog's been sick. Sc- well, yeah, the dog's been sick, but like in earlier days. When she was spry, yeah, you know, still uh, some one guy screwed it up for everybody on a, on that account. So now no dogs can go on that certain account because he didn't pick up after his dog and he let his dog do all kinds of stuff that humans are supposed to clean up after. Oh, that's nasty. Well, drivers are some of the nastiest people you'll meet at points in times. Not all is a lot of them are, <laughs> are, are great people, but well, I know that there's people who do the, the cutting of the grass and stuff that hate you guys. Yeah. Oh, I bet because of the bottles. Yeah, we, yeah, because they <laughs> fill up. They don't want to stop. Right. <laughs> so they, uh, well, they urinate in bottles and stuff and. You know, gallon milk jugs and throw them out in the middle of the, and then you, it's a hot day, it's like 100 degrees you out, and you hit one of those and out. spray yourself, oh, oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, the the pure leaf uh, tea bottle on the side of the road, that's not tea in there. <laughs> don't play with it. All right, we'll be back. We'll talk about this some more. All right, don't forget about East End Towing, you, and even if you're a trucker, if you need a tow, you can call East End Towing. They got one. They got a tow truck that I can't believe how big it is. It, it can haul in an 18-wheeler easy. Wow. It's monstrous. And East End Towing has it because they take care of everybody out on the road. Uh, they'll get you off the side of the road. They want to remind you if you're out driving, you see those orange lights flickering, move to the other lane and stay away from them and let them do their job so that they don't have to worry about if they're standing there at the side of the road, you're going to come by 75, 80 miles an hour and, uh, you know, put a little dirt on the end of their pants somewhere. You know, they want to make sure that you don't hit them. That's East End Towing. <coughs> Excuse me. Call them at 501-888-8849, and they'll be ready to help you. That's 501-888-8849. We continue on. Simone is here. Haven't heard a word from her. Oh, wait, oh, wait a second. She talked a little bit about the dog. Uh, Eric <laughs> is here, and he's a truck driver. It's been kind of interesting talking to him. Uh, it, are, are diesel prices starting to mitigate a little bit out there? Not that I've noticed. Is and I Like I said, is I don't notice it too much because I got a card. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't have to pay for it. That's right. true. Well, that makes sense. But Sam's it, was down to regular gas was down to three oh something. Three oh six is three oh six. Yeah, regular gas. Yeah, that's what I filled up for the other but, day. But you're still looking at you're still way over what right. you were yeah, paying. Yeah. That that see that's the thing you got to keep in mind. The, don't forget that it was you know just uh, in some places it was under two dollars a gallon. Dollar eighty nine right. in some yeah. places. 
It was here. The first year we moved down here, uh, which would have been four years back, is... Y'all's gas prices were a dollar sixty nine, I do believe, when we first moved down here. It was and, a big smile on our face every right. time we went to the pump. Like, yeah, is everything everything, and it was one of the reasons why we moved back to Arkansas is that uh, everything's cheaper down here. Well, yeah, is it you know? And my, my overhead went down four hundred bucks a month just right off the bat. Oh, um, you had to love that. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. My my uh, price went up a little bit, and my job is, and my overhead went down. Is how much happier could I have been? Not so much anymore. You go to the grocery store, and everything has that, gone back up. That's yeah. very a very lot. true. A uh, lot. You go into Walmart and walk out with four things, and they're like, yeah, that's going to be $125. <laughs> yeah. I, just try, right. I try to stay away from buying detergent, softener, any kind of food for the dog. That's our expenses. I mean, and that's <laughs> in, because all of that is like $15 or more per item. You're, you're, you're talking food. about my... Uh, my household nightmare is get <laughs> guess how much stuff Simone has for our laundry. What I have it is there are four to five different things that go into our laundry. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, we've okay. got pods. We've got scent smeller. We we've got, got the long-lasting stuff. The beads. <laughs> beads. <laughs> yes. I don't do the beads. All right. I'm I'm not even pro using the liquid. You know, like downy or something. My my wife loves to do that stuff, and you know, you put it in the little cup, and it dispenses it during the yeah. cycle. I much rather just do the sheets. They can throw three of those in a load and be done with it. But then she says, "But it's Teflon, and it's putting Teflon on your clothes." I don't care. <laughs> right. You know, it works. It Clo- doesn't work as well, smell-wise. Clothes yeah. don't go in with towels. Isn't you've got to make sure that your shirts are inside <laughs> out so they don't fade. That's right. I don't worry about that, folks. I got, I do not worry about that. That's why your clothes look good. Well, yeah, that is very true. That's true. That, <laughs> that T-shirt looks brand new. It's, it's I'm so just kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> this this may be one that I started probably. washing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. what, you wash something with bleach on it. He's wearing all black clothes, washing something with a toothbrush and bleach. Okay, well, I, I've got to bring something up. Okay. I've got two minutes here. Uh, yeah, about two minutes. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. People who drive cars are always complaining about truck drivers. I'll let you talk about what truck drivers think about people who drive cars. <laughs> well, the the truth of the matter is is that 90-plus percent of the accidents are caused by four-wheelers, people in cars that are doing the there wrong thing. There you go. See? Okay. Is, uh, cutting Tell them what you cut, really think. Yeah, cut, yeah, as I can't say what I really think because I am a truck driver. Right, and, right, yeah. And, yeah, I do have that kind talk. of language yeah. at times. Is <laughs> uh, But... I, I I think there should be a course that people have to take along with their driver's test to tell them is what they should and should like not do. Like a truck can't stop in three feet? Right. Is an 80,000 <laughs> right. pound truck can't stop when you brake tra- check them. Is, uh, you know, uh, and yes, is that truck will go through your vehicle, is in you will die, is in we will hop out. 
and say sorry. Yeah. Hey, is that was a bad thing for you to do? Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't <laughs> right. get in front of the truck and put on your brakes. That's don't really good don't to do. sit at the back end of my truck because you're scared to go around me. Because guess what? Is if a tire blows, there's a good That's chance what it's I'm coming sh- through your we window. We talk about that here on the show when I have Duck and and Joe on. Mm-hmm. When you go to pass a truck. Pass the truck. Yes. Yeah. Don't slow up, and especially don't slow up at the front of the truck, because <laughs> if the truck if the truck's tire blows up, he's going for a ride too. Right. Yeah. Is if if my if my drive tire blows out, my truck is going to drop about half a foot on either side of that drive tire. So I'm going whichever way that is it's pulling me at that point in time. Is and if you're sitting next to me. And it's that drive tire that goes out. I'm probably you're coming go over through with them. you. Yeah, yeah, you're going to go through them. We'll talk a little bit more about what to do and not do <laughs> when you're passing the truck. When we come back, let's get a break for some news. Then we'll come back. Eric is our truck driver. He'll give you more straight scoop on that when we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Plus, there's big stories we're talking about. All right, back with you. I was just telling Eric. Eric, Eric's kind of a movie buff, too. He likes movies. I like sci-fi. Yeah. Last night, Heidi going to love this. I watched one of my favorite sci-fi movies last night, Terminator 2. You know, that's that's a great one. Hostile, you know, baby. We'll see you later. <laughs> anyway, great movie. Well, it's a I lot think of one fun. of the, the best uh, sci-fi movies ever made was, do you remember the black hole? Oh, yeah. Awesome. They're supposed to remake that. I really? wish Disney would do that. It'd be pretty good. My favorite line uh, from Terminator 2 is... Come with me if you want to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's a big sci-fi freak. I like, oh, I love sci-fi. Sci-fi is the best. I was a Trekkie. That was it. You were a what? Trekkie. Oh, Trekkie. Yeah, okay. I, I, I thought you said Trekkie, and I said, well, you were yeah, with him. Yeah, well, Trekkie. Those are called I'm, lot lizards. Oh, lot lizards. <laughs> it's, a, it's the line I use on Simone all the time, come with me if you want to live. That's it. <laughs> that type of, it was to see, you know, uh, to see uh, Schwarzenegger that young again. Yeah. I mean, that came out in 1996. And then, but what really freaked me out was Roberts, the guy who played the other mm-hmm. the other uh, uh, Terminator, the liquid metal Terminator. Right. Right. Uh, man, he was really young when yeah. they made that movie. He looked he looked great. Well, did you see the uh, the new Terminator where they have Schwarzenegger looking young again? Oh yeah, it was great. It was good. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked that movie a whole lot. I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. I liked when they fought it out in the uh, in Hoover Dam there. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Hey, don't forget about David Lucas. He'll teach you how to uh, save money and uh, add gold and silver to your. Uh, your nest egg so that you don't just get killed by the uh, rising inflation. Because, look, if if you're only making, let's say you got a 6.5% raise, but inflation is 8.5%, guess what? You're still losing 2% on whatever you're making. And uh, if you got that money and it's sitting in an account and you're saying, well, it's doing well, you know, it's doing all, it's doing good with the, uh, you know, with the, 
Wall Street on the, on the market, and then you look up and you finally decide maybe not so much after the market has fallen over 2,000 points in the last week and a half. Uh, not good. So you, what they're saying is that you should have about 15% in silver and gold to protect your nest egg. Now, how do you buy it? You know, do you get it in gold and silver, you know, buy it in coins? Or do you buy, you know, um, pieces of paper that promise you that they've got that much silver and gold? How do you do that? And uh, how do you decide which companies are to be trusted and which companies are to be avoided? Well, that's where David Lucas comes in, and he'll teach you all that. All you got to do is call him, 501 222 You can learn how silver and gold... Uh, can help you protect your assets like your IRA, your 401k, maybe if you got some hard-earned savings in a savings account. 501-222-3315 is the number. Let me give you that one more time. 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor, all right. Let's continue, and, and we'll go back. Let's let's take a look at this story about the uh, FBI agents. I want to bring this up. Uh, and by the way, the special master's already gone through all of the uh, paperwork that they took out of Trump's house. A little late. Yeah, you know, a little a little kind of interesting on all of that. I hope people are paying attention. It's so easy to be just kind of overwhelmed by all of this stuff as it as it's occurring. But yeah, they've got uh, all kinds of things. Like Fox just had some stuff today. Let me get to that real quick so we can bring you up to date on that. By the way, since uh, Artemis didn't go up on Monday, the next launch window is I think 12:48 p.m. on uh, Thursday. So uh, keep that in mind if you're like me and you like the whole deal of seeing rockets fly. I'm I'm into that stuff. Now, is is this the rocket that they're talking about? It can land and then take back off, or yeah, I I don't believe that's going to be the case uh, because what they're doing is they're doing this to test the heat shield of the Orion. That's the name of the capsule now. Instead of Apollo, it's Orion, and uh, they're going to take. Uh, they're going to blast off, lift off from Cape Canaveral. They're going to send the capsule all the way around the moon. I think it's going to go around the moon several times, then come back and then re-enter the atmosphere. And it's been 50 years, okay? So they are using all kinds of new technologies and metal metallurgical things right. uh, to make the uh, heat shield. That baby's going to heat up to 5,000 degrees as it comes in. Wow. Did you, did you ever read the book, The Right Stuff, by Thomas Wolfe? Have yeah. either one of you? should take the time. You know, get yourself a, a you know. A, a, Audio book. Well, I don't do audiobooks. I I actually take the time to read them instead well, of I read them glasses. to me. So anyway, I I read the right stuff here just not more than a couple of years ago, and they talked about John Glenn when he came back into uh, Earth's atmosphere, and, and uh, when they were coming back in the in the Gemini and in the Mercury capsules and all of that, they actually can see the flames right. going by the windows. I bet that was scary. You know? Yeah, well. 
It was really scary for Glenn because the harness that was hold, that held the heat it was on there didn't come off like it was supposed to, so it was burning off as they were come as it was coming in. And in the right stuff, Thomas Wolfe says that Glenn told him he was singing the uh, battle hymn of the Republic right as they were <laughs> he was coming back to Earth, and that he could see his boots smoking. Wow. Because all that was burning up on the outside of the heat shield and everything. It wasn't supposed to be there. And That's crazy. Glenn said he thought he was going to flame out. And, yeah. You know. It could have happened. Just be a bunch of, you know, be a bunch of, I don't know, Dust. ashes floating down the earth instead of the whole thing. Not That's not a, a good feeling, I'm sure. Oh, I bet not. You want to know how fast the, the new one's going to go? Are you ready how for fast? that? Because understand... I know this is hard. You've got to think through physics a little bit. But what happens is we go at an angle when we lift off. Mm-hmm. Because if you went straight up, you would be fighting gravity like <laughs> right. unbelievably. Right. So they go at an angle. They come around, and then they slingshot right. the capsule. And it falls to the moon. Right. Mm. It's falling to the moon at 25,000 miles an hour. It's, it's one of the things I remember reading about uh, why a lot of these people say, is, oh, we didn't go to the moon, is because of that very reason, is that the, the amount of mathematics and the amount of stuff that would have had to go on into to getting us to the moon is unbelievable, is that you know these Werner von Braun's and stuff that they actually... Ask the black women that figured it out for them. <laughs> right. All right, that's true story. There's a bunch of black women worked on that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I think we went. I don't think it was a make-believe story. And uh, we're going to go back now, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to build a base on the moon now. And because where they're landing at in two years is where they identified water was at. Right. And so they'll have an almost an unlimited supply of ice to make into water that can be made into energy and then uh, they're going to have a uh, a spaceport there so they can you know shoot missiles from there set uh, set uh, uh, rockets there and send them to mars well isn't that one of the uh, big things about the moon too is that the dark side of the moon really hasn't been explored at all it's really not even there I mean, it, didn't you see Moonfall? You didn't see that movie? <laughs> no, I didn't, no. <laughs> it's, the moon is a, is a hollow device. Yes, yes. That's I, what it I've, is. I've heard that one. You know, and, and, and there... Rings like a bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's hilarious. I mean, I'm sorry. I, if people can make something up and get, and get people to believe it, they'll do it. Hey, is it blocks out the sun in a way that just isn't possible <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> anyway i'm just telling you that's what we're going to the moon for it's so that we can jump off from mars we get away from the earth's gravity mm-hmm. from the gravitational pull and we can go that's a long trip to mars well it is it's one of the things that uh has amazed two and a half me, years amazed me here is that they the Space Force has pretty well just gone away no, at this point. I was just going to say it's that. Still there. Like, I'm surprised We don't Biden hear anything about it, it anymore. No. Well, why would we? I mean, it was Trump that came up with the right. idea. If yeah. Trump came up with an idea, we don't talk about it yeah. in the government right now. So anyway. Therefore, it does not exist. You know, for everybody who thinks that 
you know, that Trump didn't do anything. He did a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Do you see that you're now they're trying to b- blame him about the COVID? About, oh, about the, the, the vaccine. The, the vaccine, yeah. yeah yes. It was because of Trump. Right. That's what it was. And it was they're because still of pushing Trump. everybody to You know, him. I just think you people that are on the left are the dumbest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. You get your chain yanked one way, then they yank it another way, and you don't even know which way you're going. And they, and they go along with it. Right. And I don't get it, but they do. Well, I think a lot of their uh, a lot of the lies are being exposed to the point. I mean, the school thing was something that uh, this, uh, you know, the refunding payments is or uh, getting rid of the ten thousand dollars for student loans is uh, even my my stepfather who he's you know hardcore leftist is he's even at the point of yeah that's that's not right is you know other people shouldn't have to pay for it isn't that it was kind of a, a scam when they decided that you know that's one thing that you can't have come off after a bankruptcy is that you can never get rid of that debt it's, nope. it's, it's mm-hmm. got to pay it back why the schools raise the prices and the prices are what they are yeah and, and they're going to go up if they give ten thousand dollars each of those people, yes. it will go up more. Yeah. Much like the uh, electric vehicles went up, is you know a thousand dollars more than what they're going to give you back on Were your you taxes. Were you here when we when we instituted the lottery in Arkansas? No. Okay. So when the when the lottery came and I forget what they call those um, scholarships they give out. To, I don't know the oh. Arkansas and Hero scholarships or something, whatever it is they call it. Anyway, when those came out. Uh, the uh, amount being charged by the uh, universities went up the exact same amount. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> can't get ahead, baby. No, I'm just can't. saying, you just can't get ahead. All right, let's take a quick break. We got uh, the Bible garbage coming up after the top of the hour. We got a couple of really good question, questions uh, today. Um, some people call, basically call this anti Semitic, which amazes <laughs> me. Anyway. Uh, you want to get some security system that is really good for your home. Get it from Billy Mack and ICU Protection. I've had uh, ICU now for going on four months. I've got the door and window sensors. I've got the indoor and outdoor cameras, motion detection. What's really important is the analytics. Um, that's true detection. And it will tell you that movement out on your front yard or whatever whether it's a person, an animal, a car, or just you know a bunch of leaves being pushed around by the wind, it can it's that good. It can determine that. Can do this for your home. Can do it for your business. Uh, the folks at ICU Protection are people that do the protection, the security for Nuke One. So if they can do a reactor, I'm sure they can do my living room and my driveway. That is ICU protection. By the way, you pay for this service. All of the hardware is absolutely free. It belongs to you after they hook it up on your house. 501-205-1333. That's ICU protection. So let me bring you up to date on this whole thing about the uh, the FBI agents, because we mentioned this at the beginning. <coughs> Excuse me. An FBI agent who was accused of bias in handling the investigation into the Hunter Biden laptop has resigned now. FBI Assistant Special Agents in Charge Timothy uh, Tebalt is no longer with the Bureau. Fox News learned that Tebalt retired over the weekend, according to a source similar 
and very familiar with the uh, matter. He was uh, walked out of the building on Friday, which is standard procedure uh, according to this source. Uh, Tebow's name had been in the news for his alleged uh, bias and allegations that he tried to run interference in the Hunter Biden investigation. Uh, He was named by Senate Judiciary Ranking Member Chuck Grassley in a July 18th letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Grassley cited whistleblowers who uh, alleged a pattern of political bias from high-ranking officials, including uh, T-Balt. According to Grassley, the whistleblower said that DOJ and FBI employees must follow strict, uh, substantial, factual, predictive guidelines to open an investigation and that T-Balt did not follow those guidelines. Uh, and so it went on to say that, you know, he left at that point. He had to have done something way worse than what's being brought up for the Well, them there's have. no telling what all this guy has done. I mean, right. it's all that he's done is uh, given, you know, Republicans problems with Trump, or does it go back into Bush and, and everything else? They'll be looking, I'll tell you that much. People don't just resign from the FBI. No. Is they, they are pushed out one way or another. Yeah, it says, as you are aware, Assistant Special Agent in Charge, Tim Tebolt, is not the only politically biased FBI agent at the Washington Field Office, Grassley wrote. He added that the FBI answers to Congress and the American people. During the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing earlier this month, FBI Director Christopher Wray called the whistleblower's allegations, quote, deeply troubling, unquote. He promised that the whistleblowers would be protected and removed uh, uh, Tebolt from his supervisory role. Tebolt was one of 13 assistant special agents in charge at the Washington field office. He was not involved in the FBI raid on former President Trump's house, Uh, earlier this month at any level. The FBI has said uh, it doesn't comment on personnel matters. Grassley's office did not respond for further uh, comment before publication of the story. So keep watching. You're going to hear more about this. Very troubling. Yeah. He's used that. That's his favorite phrase. It is very troubling. Very troubling. It's it's very troubling. They caught us. (laughs) Let's take the fellow (laughs) from the Detroit offices and put him in Washington. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. You know why it's deeply troubling? They got caught. Right. Right. That's why it was deeply troubling. So anyway. Keep your eye on that story. I'll keep my eye peeled, and anything new I hear about it, I'll, I'll bring it up to you, and we can talk about it uh, as we go, we go along with all of this stuff. But, yeah, a lot of questions to be asked. I like Grassley. Whatever. Do you know how old he is? No. He's a pretty sharp character. You listen to him talk? He's mm-hmm. 89. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, I it wish I wish that me. Biden was that that oh, sharp. Yeah. Wow. I love Grassley, Grassley and Kennedy. Kennedy's the man. Kennedy's, no, Kennedy's yeah. funny. He's one of the funniest guys yeah. I've ever, you know. You know, he's down. And if you're wondering, my Kennedy's from Louisiana. Yeah, just yeah. So you know. Uh, no, he's not a Massachusetts Kennedy. I <laughs> no. just wanted to make sure everybody understood that. that that's not the, not the case at all. But anyway, that's going to be a, a part of this story to be watched. See what else comes out of it. We already know that, you know, the Russian collusion 
that was a Hillary job. Mm-hmm. You know, she pay, her, her campaign paid for that. See, we were talking earlier about you know, those October surprises. Right. There is one of those October surprises. Is Dave, do you really believe that Hillary paid for it, or do you th- – are, are you, you're just missing the fact that Trump was probably peeing on hookers at some point <laughs> in time. No, I think I, I was I'm, – I'm more concerned about, you know, was he taking golden showers? Right. <laughs> you know, that supposedly was in there. That's just – it was just crazy. It's, it's amazing to me that people will read anything on the Internet and believe it. Right. Is it, I mean, seriously. And, and well, the reason being because news. it's such a sick world nowadays. Is it, it, It's not really, but they, there is so much sickness that is promoted is people believe that everybody is sick, and they're not. No. No, not every. I know I'm not. I'm right on target all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I take. I always tell people, say, "Man, you're you're under flack all the time." I said, "Whenever you're over target, That's right. you take flack." That's right. It's just the way it comes, the way it goes. So, uh, by the way, that that reminds me, don't miss the show on Thursday because Jimmy Cavan's going to be back on. We got more information on uh, Mayor Scott. And what's going on there? Oh. We've been going through all the money he's spending. Oh, it's, he's he's um, the one that was spending all kinds of money on his own personal like guard detail. Yeah, he's or? the only mayor in the history of Little Rock that's ever had a guard detail. I love you. They pick him up in the morning, carry him around to every place that he's got to go, and bring him home at night. So he's he's like they should start calling him Scott Tavian. It's because he's got his own Praetorian. Like, yeah, he's got his own Praetorian guard. Yeah, no, they're not Praetorian guard. They're, but I'm they're, they're some. They're, yeah, there's some police officers. I love the Praetorian guard. Have you been watching? And we got. I got 15 seconds. Have you been watching the History Channel and watching the special on the Coliseum? Coliseum. We started watching it last night. Oh, uh, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. You get into Columbus this this last one, and it was all about all oh. about. Uh, the Praetorian Guard. Do I, have tw- do I have 20 seconds? Nope. Okay. Don't have 20 seconds. You should have asked me 20 seconds ago. Have- All right. Let's get right to it here on the uh, the Bible, guys. As you know, and Scott will be back next week correct mm-hmm. okay uh, uh yes yeah because yes, he wasn't here last week and <clears throat> he's over in italy you know fighting the agnosticism that is going on over in in italy now it, it's so sad i mean i we talked a little bit about this last week joe is here today by the way too from bethany uh, baptist church bethel baptist bethel church. pardon me yes all right joe manning dr joe manning uh, well, you know, do you Joe, say that very often? Do, no, no, no. I can't even get my wife to say it. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, but that's always the toughest crowd, is it tough. not? So, yeah. All right. So, you know, you know so, so Scott went over, and you see all those great cathedrals. Yes, that they built in Italy and in Germany and in France and in England, and they're empty. I mean, literally. Just, just empty. I, I guess they still have services at them, but very few people ever show up now. You know, because they're enlightened. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. They're enlightened. They have become museums. Yeah. Rather than churches. That's sad. I mean, 
That's what the Bible's talking about when it said they wrote Ichabod <coughs> over the over, door. Over the door. That's the glory it. of the Lord has departed. That's exactly right. And uh, it's just a sad, sad uh, story. I mean, it's funny. I like the way Scott put it when he, he was a missionary over there for years, and he used to come back here to talk to his supporters and things, and he said, I've come from the future to tell you what stands in front of us. And guess what? We're seeing the exact same thing happening in America today, Joe. Uh, absolutely. How often do we, we see our churches full? I mean, you know, the last time I can remember seeing our churches full was right after 9-11. Mm-hmm. And we that saw, lasted about two weeks. That la- exactly. It lasted a couple yeah. of weeks until everybody's fear went away, and uh, then everything went back to what we might call norm. Or when COVID started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, but the churches weren't full. They were empty. Because everybody was staying home. Everybody was staying home. At that point. So anyway, bottom line is this, all right? Uh, I I say this not with love. and I, Well, I say it in love, but I'm, I say it and it breaks my heart. We're in a post-Christian era in America. Absolutely. I think if you uh, some of the uh, books today claim that we are in what they call the post postmodern era, the post post the post postmodern era. Okay. Yes. Uh huh. All right. Why do you think that is now, Joe? Well, I think I, I think that Enlightenment idea has continued and and has grown. Now we see that people are more focused on themselves again. Mm-hmm. Humanism, where it is, where the man focuses on man, and the answers always come from man, and it's always about your feelings and how you feel and how you interpret truth rather than taking a look at the objective truth of the Word of God. I, I think I'd go along with that. Yep. Yep. It's man trying to be God. Exactly. That's what man always tries to do. Well, you know, that's what Satan got Eve with in the garden. When he you know, Satan told her, said, you eat the fruit. The reason God doesn't want you to have that is you're not going to need him anymore. You'll yeah. be able to decide for yourself what's right, what's wrong. And this is where we're at. All right. Here's the problem. Yeah. When we know the difference, we invariably choose the wrong. Yeah. It is, it is the nature. Well, to you go know, and touch the things that you're told not to touch. So exactly, exactly. And and, and you know, I, I I was reading a, a book recently where a gentleman talked about the fact that you know in our hearts there are two things. There's a throne, and there's a cross. And when you're on the throne, Christ is on the cross. Right. But when you put Him on the throne, you're on the cross. Uh-huh. You give up everything for Him. That's good. I like that. Yeah. I li- I like that a lot. All right. So let's go ahead and get to the questions because. One question was a legitimate question, I believe. And the secondary question that we'll get into was somebody who's trying to deny uh, Scripture. Just going to tell you right now. That's it's what it is. So let's start. Yeah, I don't know if they're trying to deny Scripture so much as I think they've got a bad us. understanding okay. of Scripture. You don't um, think it's that they want to disprove <clears throat> No, no. Okay. I, I think it's – this and, and – Ten years ago, I may have been in the same opinion that you are, um, but I have now dealt with enough people. It is amazing the biblical ignorance that exists even within the church. Uh, It really is. Uh, The vast majority of people, all the Bible they get is what comes out of the pulpit. So if the pulpit is not dealing with the full breadth of Scripture, they end up with a misunderstanding of the Word of God. And and a lot of times, and uh, I don't want to disparage anyone, but the... Uh, the pulpit in America 
is not as biblically literate as you would think it should be either. Okay. Um, that's just the truth of the matter. Um, the I, I knew guys in seminary, and I bet you knew guys like this too, Joe, because we both went to the same seminary. And they get out the uh, the Southern Baptist concordance, yep. and they'd write their, their sermon right out of the concordance. Yep. Yep. I knew more than a few I mean, look, there are, there are entire websites out there devoted to get your sermon for this week. You just go click a button and download the notes for it. It's like, I, I don't know how, where, where's the spirit involved in that? Where's the leading of God involved in that? It's easy. No doubt about that. Well, that, then that brings us that we can understand what Banner was saying when they went out and found out that just about 15% of all preachers in the pulpits believe what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. And this is why we don't believe in the, if you will, the second coming of Christ. We, we, you know, did you get up this morning expecting that this could be the day that the Lord returns? Most Christians don't. They don't ever think yeah. about it. And but when you wake up in the morning, and one of the first things that I always do is 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 look to see God. Could this be the day Maranatha, that the Lord Jesus will return? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, Lord cometh, please. Yes. Yeah, I for you know I've got people I talk to, and that worries them. I yeah. go, why does it worry you? And and they don't have an answer. And typically, the reason is you're not. For sure, if your own faith, right, right, is what and I this think is the season. Uh, we've we've entered the month of Elul. Um, this is the thirty days that lead to the to the ten days of awe. Um, we are about to begin. We're twenty six days, twenty six days away from the beginning of the fall feasts, and you know, Scripture tells us that God hung the the moon and the stars for seasons but that is not a great the word seasons is not a great interpretation of that word it's really for signs the moedim of god god established seven biblical feasts seven biblical holidays um three of them are in the spring and then you you have um 50 days to get to Shavuot, so there's really four of them, but there's a gap. And then we, we get through the laborious summer, the heat of the summer, and then the fall harvest starts, and we have three more holidays. And these high holy days uh, are, are re- in my opinion, are very um, important for biblical prophecy. Uh, the first one represents the time when the king, so this period of time, um, this 30-day period of the month of Elul, it is the time for repentance. Um, and it was the time in biblical uh, Israel where the king would come out of, uh, off the throne and would wander the land and would wander through the fields. And anyone was allowed to approach him with anything. So if I had something that needed to be dealt with, I could catch the, the king in the field and go, hey, look, I got this thing going on. And he was required to respond to me. He couldn't just ignore them. But he was eminently approachable during this period of time. And then at the end of this time, we get to uh, Yom Teruah, the, the sounding of the shofars. And what that announced was, hey, the king is coming. And if you've got something to deal with, you better deal with it right now. Because when the trumpets stop blowing, when the last trumpet sounds, I think I've heard about that somewhere. When the last trumpet sounds, <laughs> the king will return to the throne. And at that point, it's too late. It's then time for judgment. And then we enter through the time... Uh, through those seasons, there are there are feasts and things that are going on, and we get to the last of the, the fall holidays, which is Tabernacles, Sukkot. And that is a time where uh, the king is literally dwelling with the people, and everybody are dwelling together um, out in um, sukkahs, the little tent-looking structures, and 
this is a holiday. Uh, Sukkot is one of the ones that are specifically mentioned in the Old Testament that even uh, that, that everyone will be required to do in the Messianic kingdom. So during that thousand-year period, uh, everyone will be required to keep uh, tabernacles, dwelling with the king. Pretty happy about that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, even to the point that there is a penalty associated with not doing it. Uh, scripture says if you don't show up, you don't get any rain for the next year. So uh, it's an exciting period of time. What these holidays represent are super exciting. Uh, I, I start looking – I mean, truth of the matter is uh, Messiah can come for any one of us on any given day. But uh, I anticipate the return of Messiah during this season just because of what it represents. So great time of the year. starts to cool off a little here. Start to get really excited yeah. about what we might see. All right. So but here, here's the ahead. question, though. You know, these, as you're talking about, these are God ordained holy days. Absolutely. And he said they are to be everlasting. They're they're Absolutely. enduring. So why don't we recognize them today? I mean, why don't why this do we is why Christians I like Joe. Ignore them? Joe's in the same position. Don't you wish they had taught this during? Absolutely. Seminary? I didn't learn this till I got out of seminary. I, right. Same uh, with me. They never mentioned this. And and and, and the fact is, is, you know, we ignore these God ordained holy days, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they're they are there and designed to teach us something specific about right. our heavenly. Scripture Father. literally says they are for signs. That's Go right. figure. So and, and and yet we ignore them. Yep. And 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 I would submit to you that that there are probably many Christians out there today that. They don't even know when you talk about the Feast of Tabernacles what right. that's all about. They don't have a clue. They haven't got a clue. Or why do we celebrate uh, Pentecost? Why do we celebrate the Passover? You know, well, Jesus died on the cross, or Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is given. But there's much more than that. And yet we ignore that from the Scripture. Here's my question, Joe. Okay. Why do we do Easter and not Passover? Uh, see, I, I ignore the term Easter. I don't. Okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I, I tried to draw away from using that phrase Easter yeah. and instead use Passover because it is it, it, it communicates much more. It gives us the idea that God forgave us of our sins and delivered us from that bondage to sin. Yeah, I just I went through a seder with with Scott. Scott had it at his house. He invited me to come over. I had never done a seder in my lifetime. I hadn't heard much about it. Uh, especially in a Southern Baptist seminary, to be honest with you. And uh, we did the Seder, and it was like, it's like this big light went on. Yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't we do this yep. with the believers in the churches? I'm I'm going to be getting a hold of, uh, uh, you know, the, the folks from uh, New Life Church. I'm going to suggest that we church-wide have a, have a Seder. Yeah. Contact Jews for Jesus and uh, get a speaker to come. Uh, we, we'd handle that. So yeah, we got. I got speakers. <laughs> there you go. I do I got um, speakers. That's I, no problem. I, uh, so obviously we have one at the church, and then I I try to host between uh, three and four others during that period. Um, obviously, the very first one we do is on the night, and we do that in our homes as we were as. As the biblical picture is, we do that in our home with our family, but then we also host the one at the church. And then I try personally to get out and do the first time my father – my father is a uh, old Church of God Pentecostal preacher. And very much in that same vein uh, – I love you, Dad, if you're listening. I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting here, but his, his, <laughs> biblical, 
His biblical <laughs> understanding is about what you get, what you expect when you talk about small town uh, uh, preachers. And d- not not to be disparaging here, the man still surprises me today uh, at times with what he knows. There's a great deal of wisdom there. But the first time, I invited him to come to a Seder, I don't know, maybe a decade ago now. And by the time it was over, he was sitting at the end of the table weeping. Well, the ones that because we he have was done. overcome by the symbology that is there. Yes, and it's like, look, this is you know, ta-da! I mean, that, that's what this, what we do, has that sort of power because these are the things that God set up, not the way man tried to interpret them, but what God ordained and said, go do these things, and this is how you should do it. And when you follow that pattern, suddenly Scripture comes alive. You're like, oh. So Christ went and did this at this moment because he was playing out the Seder. And here's what happened here. Why did he take the bread and the wine when he did? Well, Scripture says it was the cup after the meal. Well, if you look at the Seder, there are four cups of wine. And that third cup is called the cup of redemption. Guess what he was doing? He was preparing to walk into the fullness of what he came for. And he shared the cup of redemption and went, okay, Here's what it's all about, folks. I've come to redeem. Here's this cup of redemption. Share this with me because this is the last time we're going to do it for now. It's a it's a powerful and, and all of the of the high holy days. When you look at them like this, you're like, oh, so there's a time for, that we're in the month of Teshuva. We're in the period of Teshuva. Repentance. Oh, there's a time when God wants us to get right. So. All right. We're going to talk further about a lot of this stuff here today, and we want to welcome into uh, the studio today Dr. Joe Manning. He doesn't want the doctor. Okay, Joe Manning is with us from Bethel Baptist Church. We're going to have him with us today as well. This is not this was never meant to be a one denominational show. It never was. All right. It was just to get the truth out. And that's what we've been doing for about three years now. Yeah. And I might have to put another mic in here and have uh, have Joe here every every Tuesday. It'd be fun to have him here. Yep. All right, let's take the break, and then we'll come back. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They'll take care of your roof, and they'll do it right, and they'll do it professionally, and they'll tell you they'll guarantee that it won't leak, all right? In fact, Joel will go as far as saying the new roof that they will put on your house should be probably the last roof you ever have to put on your home, unless... You have a big hailstorm like we did in Cabot over uh, the the December of uh, last year. We're still trying to catch up on the homes up in uh, Cabot and Ward and Austin in that area. But uh, call them. Um, it's the only people that work on my roof. I believe them in, uh, so much. And Joel is a Christian man. He will do the right thing by you all the time. Keep that in mind. Call him at 501-707-3551, 501-707-3551, or go visit them on the web at piroofing.com. We're going to have about five minutes here, so and then I'll uh, we'll have to take a break. So let's read the first question. This okay. is for everybody. When I got up this morning, I typically throw uh, put on the early Fox and Friends just to get a quick look. Today, for whatever reason, my my wife had been watching, I guess HBO, and uh, The Omen was on this morning when I turned on the TV, and so I'm watching The Omen, and then I'm thinking about that this is going to be our first question today. Go ahead. 
It says, um, how do we tell if a person is morally corrupt, actually demonically controlled or infested, or if it's just something else? Looking at the country today, our leaders and their criminal behavior and actions, the LGBTQ, etc. thing, uh, people going crazy, people cross-dressing and, bit, and having surgeries to actually mutilate their bodies. There's a lot of different scenarios, but looking at any one of these, how do you know if it's them doing it because they are corrupt uh, and don't care... Uh, and don't care that there, there's a misspelling here uh, or if this is actual demonic in nature or if it's something else entirely. Okay, so over the last, I guess, 50 years, maybe 30 years of it, the whole thing about uh, doing exorcisms and all of that has played out very well in mainstream movies. Mm-hmm. I guess the exorcist was uh, one of those movies that had a huge impact on people when they first saw it. I remember walking out of the theater uh, with the rest of the crowd, and they were stunned by what they had seen. And how much would you say is true about how Hollywood views uh, demon possession and what the Bible says about it. And I've, I've seen Joe has opened up his Bible, yes. which is the important thing when you <laughs> want to talk about truth and untruth. But go ahead, Joe. Well, you know, today I don't believe that, that very many Christians believe in the demonic. I, yeah. I, I, I think they look at the <clears throat> demonic as something that was in the past. Okay, that was, that was Old Testament. Okay, um, but yet we find Jesus casting out demons uh, from people. But we 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 have this tendency in our culture today, to, and especially within the church, to deny the existence of the demonic. And you know, this is why Christians have no problem celebrating holidays, or I shouldn't call it a holiday, like Halloween. Yeah, they don't understand the demonic behind that. Right. And and demons are real. And when and and, and until you've encountered one, uh, and a person who is truly possessed, yeah. it it will not. Uh, impact your thinking. You know, I, I remember uh, one summer uh, living in Texas, um, I was out cutting the grass and uh, I was in seminary at the time and, it, you know, Texas heat, I'm sweating. My wife calls me and says, hey, the pastor needs to talk to you. And I, I got on the phone. It was actually his wife. And she said, uh, Tom needs to see you in his office. And I thought, wow, you know, I'm all sweating. What's the problem? She said, just get here. And when we got there, or when I got there, she said he has a demon-possessed individual in his office, and he's trying to cast this demon out. Now, I'm telling you, this Southern Baptist Church, okay? Okay. okay. That's good. At least he and, understood. And understood. And, and you know, what, after, after it was over with and this person was delivered, I asked him, I said, why did you call me and not the deacons? And he said, because if I called the deacons, I wouldn't have a job today. Yeah, wow. you, you see, and 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 this is the problem. We don't believe it, but yet Paul tells us in Romans chapter one that that man's heart, you know, is evil. All right, keep that thought. Okay, we're going to pick it up when we come back. Okay, we got to take a break. Got to get in. Bill O'Reilly. When we're talking about the devil, we got to bring Bill O'Reilly on. <laughs> it's time. No, I'm just kidding. It's time for Bill O'Reilly here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's finish up with our. Demonology 101. Go. <laughs> so um, the answer is yes and yes and yes and yes. How do you like that? So we know that scripturally there are 
um, kingdoms and powers and principalities, and they rule over sections of the earth. Um, that becomes pretty obvious when you when you look at the totality of Scripture. So, are are all of these things demonically? Um, Nudged, shall we say? Yeah, absolutely. The the corruption that exists, um, these sorts of things. But all that is there. There is a great line in in one of the most holy of movies called Wonder Woman, where where at the end he goes, "Hey, look, the, the bad guy um, goes, hey, look, I don't make them do anything. All I do is whisper in their ear. It's when Aries, right? All he's, right. When he's talking to Wonder Woman, he says, "All I do is whisper in their ears." And that's the same sort of thing going on. Do, do I think there are probably some people in D.C. who are actually demonically possessed? Yeah, probably. But do I think more than anything, it's just the perfect place to whisper into people's ears to try to create division? Well, go look at what politics looks like today. That's that's all about dividing, and that is Satan's primary way to get to people is you divide them. You know, how does the how does the lion catch the gazelle? Well, the first thing he does is he separates one from the herd, and, and that's that's – Satan's MO. He loves to do that. If he can get you separate, if he can get you mad at your church, well, I'm just not going to go to church this week. Congratulations. You're now the gazelle outside of the herd. You're now being hunted. Period. Plain and simple. So, but when you encounter an individual who is actually possessed, if you are a spirit filled individual, if you are a child of God, you're going to know immediately. Uh, I've I've only dealt with it twice in my lifetime. um, And the the moment the individual enters the room, the character and nature of the room changes. Um, it, it's it would be like um, when you walk too close to the campfire and you feel the heat from the campfire. Um, same sort of thing when when someone like that, when someone who's possessed, when a, a, a unclean spirit comes into the room, you're like, oh hey, uh, the room just changed. The nature of the room just changed. Let's figure out what's going on. So. Um, do I think it is demonically influenced? Absolutely. Do I think that people are buying into that and are therefore becoming corrupted? Absolutely. Uh, do I believe in demonic possession? Absolutely. And the answer to all of these things is Jesus, period, plain and simple. All right. So how difficult is it, Joe, to talk to people in the church today and convince them that what Paul and what John and the apostles were talking about, about these different principalities that existed and things of that nature how hard is it for them to grab hold of that if if they're really not into the word of god it's very difficult they have you know you know the word of god from from cover to cover is what i tell folks is a continuous story and and in this story we are being told why the world is in the condition that it's in and and it beginning there in the garden in the fall and continuing all the way through history biblical history we see the demonic powers and the influence the demonic powers have had on people not just not individuals but on nations and that when people don't understand the root of the problem satan then yeah. they don't believe that all of this that you see uh, happening in the world, the, the moral corruption, the decay, the families disintegrating, all of this is based off a demonic influence or yep. demonic yep. powers. But yet, if you, this is why it's so important, and I, and I stress this at Bethel Baptist Church, you've got to be in the Word. 
You have got to study the word, and 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 primarily, you got to believe it's true. Yeah. And there yeah. are many in the church that, who don't believe that it's true. You know, this is the discussion we get into. Does it contain the word of God, or is it the word of God? It is the word of God. If you say mm-hmm. it contains the word of God, then what part is it? Mm-hmm. You see, and and this is where the problem lies. So it is difficult if they're not into the word. Now, that, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I share with people all the time, but I'll share right now. My life as a Christian took a decided right turn. I won't say left turn. <laughs> took a right turn when I came to understand that I had to make a decision within myself. Did I believe the Bible or didn't I yeah. believe yeah. the Bible? That's right. It's either all true or it's all false. Yep, that's right. And, and Jesus said that this, this word, I mean, when you read his words, it's true. So you, you either have to come to the conclusion that, that he's a lunatic or he's a liar or he's Lord. And, and if he's Lord, then everything that he says is true. Little C.S. Lewis right yes. there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Throw that in there, okay? Yeah, that's exactly I mean, C.S. Lewis, brilliant man. Yep. Absolutely. What he, what he said. But, yeah, that's... You know, demons are real. Absolutely. Yeah. Can, people, can a real believer be demon possessed? That's all. Everybody yeah. asks that question. No, they can be. They can be attacked, uh, but they they cannot be possessed. They can be attacked. They can be influenced yep. to move yep. in a certain direction. Uh, but that's because now they've placed themselves on the throne of their heart rather than Christ right. up there, and that influence is there to move them in that direction. But they yep. cannot be possessed. No. Okay. Yep. That, that's enough on this. I don't like to give more time to the to the enemy than I have to. Yeah. So just just remember yeah. that Satan hates you. Not how he doesn't like you. Satan hates you so much he wants to see you destroyed. That's and right. once you can once you can internalize that and understand it, it makes the world much clearer. You go, oh, these are the things that will destroy humanity. That must be influenced by Satan. That is not a godly thing. Right. So when you realize the enemy hates you with a passion, uh, he, he, he thought he was the highest creation in all the world, and yet God said, I'm going to go die for this group of people down here and, and it, he, he became enraged it, no, he, he don't just, understand he it. couldn't understand no, it no uh, it, it, he don't and this is the thing when, when you give your life to the lord he's lost you yep mm-hmm. but he can prevent you from living for the purpose for which you were created and that is to glorify god and enjoy him each and every day now he can prevent you from doing that yep. but he's lost you all right we got to take a break and then we're going to come back and take on the big question today. The big question. That's coming up after this break on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's 14 minutes to 8. I'm going to turn it over to Billy. Uh, this has got a whole lot of area we got to cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, May have so to finish it up next week. We got a... Um email right at, I want to say it was right after, no, it was Thursday, uh, and it says the following, which I will offer in rebuttal for immediately afterwards. It says, in a recent show, you guys said that no Jewish person will, will get to heaven without Christ, and that that alone prevents them from seeing God. 
if you believe all God's promises are irrevocable then and that everything in the Bible is true, doesn't this create a tyrant in God? One, his, pro- he, his promise to the Jewish people centuries before Christ was, keep my Torah and follow me with all your heart and you will be redeemed, uh, would have to be invalidated, abrogated, or nullified by Christ's coming. Uh, and number two, Romans tells us that God himself blinded the hearts and minds of the Jewish people from seeing Christ so that the gospel <clears throat> would be sent out to the Gentiles. So how can you say that they can't get to heaven without his, uh, without, that they can't get to heaven by following his word and obeying him? Uh, was that promise revoked? Did God change his mind or, uh, or his word on this? And if so, a much bigger problem is that we know that they can't see Jesus for who he is because God himself caused them not to be able to see. So it's a you can't get to heaven without accepting this, but you're also blinded so that you can't see it situation. Uh, and what of the Jews over the centuries abused by Christianity through uh, the pogroms, through the crusades, the inquisitions, etc., etc.? Uh, did all of these people go to hell because Christians tortured them and drove them away from uh, Christ uh, and God wouldn't allow them to see? Does this, too, mean that to get to heaven, a Jew has to stop being Jewish, stop following Judaism, and become a Christian? Uh, How does this sort of uh, theology hold up biblically? This sounds, and in all caps and underlined, deeply anti-Semitic. Okay. Here is so Steve couldn't be here, but when he read this email, he immediately called me and went, "I will write a rebuttal that you must read word for word on air." And I said, "Yes, sir." So his response, and he claims it's a short response, um, and it's relatively short for him. So let's get to it. It says, uh, "My response to this is as follows: Romans eleven twenty says that because of unbelief." They were broken off. Romans 11.23, if they do not continue in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. Blindness came to them because of unbelief. So the point here is, it's not that they were blinded and therefore they can't believe. They they refused to believe and therefore they were blinded. Uh, Luke 19.42, uh, uh, Yeshua said, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make you for uh, the things that make you for your peace, uh, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Now, th- these verses say that the blindness came as a result of unbelief, not the other way around. Um, they can't keep all of Torah. So going back to his, what if they just keep Torah and believe in God? Uh, they cannot keep all of Torah. There is no way for atonement at this point. You have no temple. So you have to understand there are 613 laws within Judaism. And I'm, I'm off script here, but give me just a moment. Six, uh, 613 laws within Judaism. <clears throat> About 60 of them deal with who you can and can't sleep with. Um, a whole bunch of them deal with what you can and can't eat. But we also have a whole section of laws about the priesthood and about the temple. And how you have to deal with the temple, how you have to take your sacrifices to the temple. Well, there is no temple. If you're not aware of this, guess what? There is no temple today. So they cannot keep Torah. We do not keep Torah. Nobody keeps Torah because you cannot keep Torah. We observe Torah in as much as we can, but we do not keep Torah. No one can keep Torah. So if you say, hey, all they have to do is keep all of Torah and believe in God, well, they're already they're already in trouble because they can't do that. So uh, they can keep all of Torah because there is no way for atonement. Uh, so how do they get forgiveness without blood? They can't because the word said that the Redeemer would come one day and they will reject it. Uh, yes, said 
Uh, John fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and oh, that's supposed to be that's supposed to be Yeshua. Yeshua said in John four, uh, fourteen. He was obviously on his phone in fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yeshua said in John eight twenty four. Therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. In three places in the book of Romans, uh, it is said the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Um, For you ask, quote, does this too mean to get to heaven, a Jew has to stop being Jewish, uh, stop being Jewish, stop following Judaism and become a Christian. This, in in quote, this tells me that you have not listened to this program very much. I do love my, I do love Steve. Yeah. This, This tells me that you have not listened to this program very often because we have said many, many times. That our ministry is to get Christians back to their Judaic roots, mm-hmm. not that Jews should stop being Jewish. I do think there is a grace for those whose only example of Messiah is a poor one or at the end of the sword, only God knows. Blessings, and I hope to be back among you next week. Okay, with that said, let me add in one last thing. You said that, uh, in our letter writer said that, well, what do you say about all the Christians that, you know, put uh, Jews to death and, and the pogroms and all that? Well, I question if they were Christians. Yeah. Yeah, but you would have to at that point in time. That's exactly uh, right. You know, because as a Christian, you love people. You don't you don't hate people with that kind of right. uh, animosity to, yeah. to take their life. But going back to a passage that just a few moments ago that you read there from John uh, in, in 824, I think it was, when uh, Yeshua, Jesus said, I am he. You know, the word he is not in the Greek. It's not there in the Greek text. So really the passage says, unless you understand that I am, you will die in your sins. See, I am is the only one who can forgive sins. God the Father is the only one that can It takes you back to Moses now, doesn't it? It does. It does at that. And so, you know, we have to understand who Jesus Christ is. He is God. Mm-hmm. You know, and, the, and in Acts 4.12, it says, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's I am. That's who he is. <laughs> yep. Yes, and this is the reason that the high priest tore his robe, right? Uh, That's right. They were questioning, they were questioning, and they questioned him. They they finally said, are you who you say you are? And his response was, I am. I am. And he That's said it, important. That, that is important. Ooh, makes he my said hair it stand multiple up. times. <laughs> it really does. But they were so ingrained in their religiosity that they couldn't see what was before them. Right, right. They didn't want to see it. And so there we go. The, the eyes were blinded. It's, a, it's that old statement of who hardened Pharaoh's heart. You know, right. God kept showing him miracles, but he kept refusing them. And so he hardened his heart, but by the miracles that yeah. God performed, the heart was hardened. Yeah. So, and that's one of those things people don't understand. We have to deal with that one all the time. When the, the, the Hebraic concept of hardening is not... Oh, he made him evil. No, no, that's no. right. It's it's he made them. He made him make a decision. That's right. Uh, the, the Pharaoh was being wishy washy about it, and yep. God went, "No, you will make a decision right now." And then Pharaoh went, "Okay, I'll make a decision." And the decision, unfortunately, was for evil, not for good. And so, each time, the heart became more calloused. Yep. Each yep, time. Yep, yep. So. Yep. Okay, How's so that? Dave? I, I hope. Well, you know, I thought it was going to take us longer than that to explain yep. it, but you guys did good. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I just I don't understand. Um, going back to anybody can claim to be Christian, right? It's it's not like you got to go to some super authority and get a badge. Um, and here's one of those things that depends on who you talk to. <laughs> <That's> yeah, <true. laughs> here's 
there's a there's I'm a little sorry. guy on the other side of the pond somewhere wearing a, a weird hat that insists you come to him. Uh, but well, that's, anyway, that's, that's my, as much as I'll say about that's that. That's my cynicism. Uh, that it, most Americans, at least most American Christians, don't realize that even Hitler claimed to be Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, matter of fact, he was killing Jews in the name of Christ. So. Just because someone says they're Christian doesn't mean that their actions are authorized by Christ. Right. And we have seen that throughout history. Um, for starters, Christianity is radically adulterated from its beginnings. Uh, if you go back and look at the first and second century church, it looks nothing like what we are doing today. Nope. Um, and then to try to, uh, to claim that the atrocities that have been committed over the centuries by people who call themselves Christians were endorsed by Christ is also foolishness. Remember that every human being, whether you like them or not, or whether they dress differently or talk differently, every one of them is a child of God. They are image bearers. are his. And his desire is for all of... The Word of God says, the will of God is this, that none should be lost. No one should be lost. That's, That's Hindus. That's Muslims. That's that deep African tribe who's never heard of Christ. That's gangbangers living in our inner cities. Oh, and who haven't heard pastors, of Christ. Right. That's right. And our pastors and, and fellow churchgoers as well. Yep. It's all of them are his. You know, it's like I, I, I tell our folks, you know, I can, I can stay in my garage and claim to be an automobile. I, mean, I can make automobile <laughs> right. sounds. <laughs> and sometimes on. I might, you know, even backfire. But the point is, is that, um, you know, it would take a radical change for me to become a car. Yeah. And to be a Christian takes a radical change, a yes, change it of does. heart. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it really, it really does. I, I, I use that exact example. The when I talk part? about, no, about oh. no, about when I'm talking about transgenderism. Yeah. Yes. And I absolutely. believe that I'm a, a woman, though I'm a man. And as I say, I can stand in my garage all day and say I'm a Maserati. That's right. Yeah. But at the Doesn't end of the day, I go get in my bed and I'm still a guy. That's right. it. You know? You are, you, you are still Dave. That's, that's it. exactly right. It's just the way it is. It's the way it is. You might not like it, but that's the way it is. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Joe, this has been great having you here. It, uh, Dave, I love being here with you guys. Uh, you know, I, I love talking about the Old Testament. I love talking about uh, how you integrate the uh, Old Testament into the New, the, the, the fact of the laws and the ceremonies. All of these point towards Christ, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we must understand those. Well, I, it's hard for me sometimes to get through to people that we're not trying to preach anything different than what I think has been pre- preached from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know, in all honesty. Yeah. We are Abraham's descendants. Absolutely. We have been grafted into that tree. That's right. And we are Abraham's descendants by adoption. And that is so good. And yeah. we need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I agree. And I'm, I'm with you. And I'm glad to, to know that you didn't learn it in seminary and I didn't learn it in seminary. But... Uh, these festivals are very, very important, and the church needs to get back to the the festivals that the Bible teaches about instead of going to some false gods' that's festivals. Right. Yep. That's right. Amen. And that's what Easter is. That exactly. is a false god. Exactly. I'm sorry. You may not like to hear it, and I know that at that point he goes, oh, he's gone off the deep end. No, I think I've gone off the right end. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. Remember, the, the way to destruction is wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But the narrow way is the way to I'm Christ. With you. All right, uh, Joe Manning, Bethel Baptist Church. You can visit over there. Uh, what time is uh, services? 10.30 Sunday morning, 6 o'clock Sunday night. All right, there you go. 112 North uh, Jeff Davis Street. In Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. And don't forget uh, what goes over on Agape. All right. They get together on Saturdays at 1. At 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And they get together again on Sundays as well at 10 o'clock in the morning. All right. And if you want to come to New Life Church, we get together at 9 and 11 o'clock right out there on 89 in Cabot. That's going to wrap it up for the Bible Guys. I'll be back at 9 o'clock. Jerry Cox is going to be with me. We're going to talk more about that marijuana bill that's going to be out there on your uh, ballot. get back to it. Last hour of the Dave Ellswick Show today here on uh, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Good to have you along with us today. Jerry Cox is here today. Jerry, you brought somebody with you. Who do you got in the studio here? Well, I, I just picked him up on the highway out here. His name is Jim Legrone. He's okay. a good friend of mine and actually is working now um, on helping us defeat the uh, recreational marijuana amendment that is scheduled to be on the ballot here in Arkansas in November. So glad to have Jim Legrone on board. Oh, man, it's glad to be. I'm just glad to be here. It's good to see you again, Mr. Day. Well, it, you know, here's the key, and I, I want to talk to Jerry last week about, uh, about this legalization of uh, uh, recreational marijuana. If it, And we were talking together about uh, when they passed the – um, uh, what the lottery? If you remember, up running up to that, they tried it several times, but they had it was always somebody who wanted to do it, and they wanted to be in charge of it, and they had all these rules, mm-hmm. and all the money went to them and and whatnot, and and then the lieutenant governor came on, and right. who, who was that? that uh, Bill Halter. Uh, Halter, right? And I and I made mentioned Halter. Listen to to the people who were saying, if you put a clean bill mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. in front of the people, it will pass overwhelmingly. Mm-hmm. And finally, he got it passed. I think recreational marijuana, just my own personal thought, would pass if they said, hey, if you uh, are caught with a, a one ounce of marijuana, you don't have to worry. We're not going to prosecute you or anything. We'll make that legal. If that happened... This would pass without a problem. This bill is going to have their constitutional amendment or proposal or whatever they're saying is going to have all kinds of problems, uh, even amongst young people, once they find out what all is in this. Dave, you make a really good point. There may be people out here who say, I'm kind of for this, and I want to say to them, but are you for this amendment to the Constitution? And that's exactly right. They've got to know that. Because the idea 
is not exactly what's on the ballot. It's the words of this amendment that's what's on the ballot. And it writes these big companies that produce marijuana and sell it. It puts them in our state constitution, gives them control over the whole industry here. Yeah, completely. And that's what what it's about. They don't want the legislature to control it. They don't want the people to control it. They want to control it. And if people vote for this, that's exactly what they're going to get. Well, if you take the legislature uh, the legislature out, if you take them out, you take out the people. <laughs> Dave, it says the legislature cannot change this amendment. Once that means the people can't change it. <laughs> it's just that's ridiculous. Right. That's right. The people can't change it. I want to tell you a story. Uh, my wife uh, goes to the grocery store last night, and she stayed a little longer than what I thought was right. So I asked her, what took you so long? And she stood in front of the ice cream. Now, and she told me for 15 minutes, she read the labels, trying to figure out which was the best ice cream to buy, you know, and all the ingredients and everything. (laughs) And what this deal is, there's 11 pages of it. And if the people of Arkansas would just read it, and try to understand the ingredients that are in it, they would vote against it. Well, I agree with you. It's terrible. It's bad law. It's bad law. Okay, so it is a cannabis amendment. No, it's not. Right. It's a cannabis slash THC amendment. That is correct. Perfect. Not just tetrahydrocannabinol, easy for me to say. I'm still practicing. I'm glad you're saying it, all right? Uh, And that's the THC. That is the powerful compound that you extract out extract out of it it makes that legal but it also makes anything ever in the future that you might be able to extract out of the cannabis plant legal so if it's addictive if it's deadly if it does whatever guess what we gave them a blank check for everything in the future that could be extracted from the cannabis plant yeah i I just uh, i got some real problems when you were on here last week and you started to dissect it for us on the air. I said I went from probably voting for mm. to absolutely voting not. <laughs> well, it, it it legalizes way more than what people think. Yeah. The, the more that you know, the more that you don't like this bill. Well, and medical marijuana, uh, already legal in Arkansas, all of a sudden this bill says that you no longer can report the experience the, the legislature doesn't get the expense reports anymore. So why? Why are you trying to eliminate? What are you trying to hide? Oh, and I agree with that. Well, and that whole thing about taxes. Mm-hmm. They eliminate all the taxes on the so-called medical marijuana. No tax on it, and nor can anybody ever tax it in the future. And they set their own tax rate. Dave, wouldn't you like to set your own yeah, tax rate? Yeah, I really would. <laughs> but that's what I can the, tell you what mine would be. <laughs> that's what that's what the marijuana industry is doing to us here. They wrote their tax rate into the amendment, and they're saying, and by the way, nobody can change it. Yeah, my, that that's yeah. the key. The key is the legislature is completely, completely. I'm not just saying kinda. They are completely eradicated Mm -hmm. from having anything to say about this. You can't do – you shouldn't do that. Let's just put it that way. I won't say you can't because you could vote for this and make it happen. I think that you shouldn't. Just like when I – I was against the governor's, uh, you know, highway bill. 
the right. last time because mm-hmm. he made that tax part of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. No thank you, please. I voted yeah. against it mm-hmm. just on the principle of that. Right. Absolutely. How about this? It's also in the bill. Uh, you could be struggling with addiction and you go to your drug rehab and you have your AA meeting or you have whatever it is. Well, you can walk out and just turn left and go next door and pick up your uh, marijuana fix for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. So, and located next to a park, located to re- rehab centers. It's on and on. It's a bad bill. Yes, it is a bad bill, and that's the key. It's a bad constitutional amendment, and I I take it very uh, seriously when you're trying to change a constitution. That's it something you, you got to take that serious. Absolutely, and see the backers of this guys could have offered it as an initiated act, which would have had the same force as a law passed by the legislature, except the legislature then could change it. They don't want the legislature to have a say in this, and they've made that very, very clear by saying this is going to go not in the code, but it's going to go in the Constitution of Arkansas. Now, let me make clear again that if the legislature is not involved, neither are you. Right. Because that is your voice as a citizen in the way laws are put together and carried out is through the legislature, and I won't give that up. Right. I don't want to give it up either. This is Razorback Week for Arkansas. Folks are excited about the football team, of course, <laughs> and we're proud. We're, we're Arkansans. You know, this is Pig Suey country and all mm-hmm. of that. But in this bill, you don't have to be a resident of this state to own it. And 5% or less, you don't have to have a background check. So that really smells good, doesn't it? We're going to go into the drug business with no background checks on some of these owners. Yeah, that, that can't happen well, as and, well. Well, and Dave, to add on to that, <laughs> there are no background checks required for anybody that works in the dispensary where they sell it. No background checks for anybody that works in the processing facility where they make it. None for where, the, where you grow it. None at all. There's, it is not required. And so, Jim, you make a great point. Well, uh, it, it just the more that you read, the more uh, almost humorous things that they put in it. We have a lot of counties, Jerry, as you know, that are still dry. Imagine that in yes. 2022 that we still have counties still dry, but yet – uh, this will make marijuana legal in that county. Now, you're not talking about a drought, are you, when you say they're dry? <laughs> well, in some parts of this, you know, well, the southern part, they're doing okay. Yeah, Arkansas has more dry counties, yeah. uh, you know, where you can't uh, buy and sell alcohol than any state in the nation. I think there's probably close to 30-something altogether last time I checked. Um, guess what? You can grow marijuana and sell it right there on Main Street where you can't buy a beer. And that's just strange to me. It would be strange. I will agree with that. That would be. <laughs> it would be very strange to try to explain to somebody that you live in a dry county where you can buy marijuana. I mean, I'm just saying it would just be bizarre. It would be strange. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that, guys. Sixteen minutes after nine, we're talking about this. Uh, piece of this amendment that they want to add to the state constitution phone line is open 501-823-0965 i personally believe the more you learn about this amendment 
the more you'll want to vote against it. This is not about just marijuana. Make no you know, make no choice about it. It's it's it goes a lot deeper than that. And we'll talk about it as we continue on. Let's uh, talk about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry real quickly with Eric Coleman. You want to get uh, some jewelry that is the top of the line, you'll go see Eric. He's an artisan. He can make you some jewelry. Uh, He can take uh, some loose stones that he has that you want to pick out, maybe some rubies or diamonds or or, uh, emeralds or whatever. And uh, he can design the setting for you. Uh, he can make it in, you know, rose gold. He can make it in platinum gold. He can make it in silver. He can make it as you want it to reflect the, the personality of the person you're going to give it to. And they will have a piece of art that they can wear on their finger that will not be like anybody else's piece of art that they have on their finger. I mean, you can go to the case if you want to and buy somebody else's, uh, you know, talent. But Eric Coleman is a unique talent in and of himself, and you can have something that is personally reflective of just you. Just stop by Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh, Suite E. Call them at 501-246-3655. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 till 6. He does it all, Eric does. He'll repair your jewelry, too, if something happens. He repairs it for a lot of the big jewelry stores here in Little Rock. He does the work for them. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Again, open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6, at 3000 Cavanaugh, Suite E. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along with us. We're talking about something that's going to be on the ballot. We don't know if they're going to count the votes yet, but it's going to be on the ballot coming up in November. And that is... uh, the whole thing dealing with recreational marijuana. And understand that, number one, they don't say marijuana, they say cannabis. That's something to understand. Now, cannabis and marijuana are, you know, they are the same thing. But this piece of legislation also concerns THC, which is the active ingredient within marijuana that gets you high. Dave, this is like saying we're going to legalize the poppy plant, and then right in the definition, the definition of poppy plant is heroin. Uh huh. That's what this is like. It's that deceptive where with the poppy plant, we distinguish between heroin and morphine and opium, all that. But what they're doing is taking the marijuana plant or the cannabis plant, and they're dumping all the derivatives into one definition and they're dumping any derivative that they might ever come up with in the definition and that's what you're legalizing if you vote for this now i have invited the other side of this issue to come on and i have called and i have uh, texted four times i have not even heard a peep out of them. Well, I think you'd probably have some good questions for them. Well, they're yeah, not ready. Well, that's a, <laughs> I would have questions for them because again, I, as I said at the very beginning, if this was just about an ounce of marijuana, that's one thing. This is not a clean bill in my my view. They spent 2 million dollars just to get it to the ballot. 
that's the depth of their resolve, and that's how much money is behind this. The marijuana growers are the ones that have financed most well, of Well, there's this. a lot of money in it. Well, I mean, uh, that's very yes, obvious. Yes. Go to any state where yes. recreational marijuana has been legalized, and there's money to be made. They don't care what it does to people. They don't care what it does to our communities. They don't care all the negative that's going to come from this. This is the same thing as big tobacco or the other big that are out there. They're out. It's all about the almighty dollar. Well, there's a lot of money to be made. I will be one of the first people to admit that. However, I do not want to give up all my rights that's to right. uh, have some control over whatever is being sold in my state. You know, uh, you, you said accurately, with the legislature out of that, what does that mean? This amendment is silent on how they're going to give them a license. Mm-hmm. So there's not going to be any regulations that way. There's a, they're silent on security requirements. Now, let mm-hmm. me draw a line that uh, hopefully your listeners can relate to. We all are aware of the craziness that's going on on the border, on our southern border. Yes. Absolutely insane. Well, fentanyl's coming over, they say, in proportions we've never dreamed of. And who's to say now our marijuana is going to get here? Who's going to be owning that? Who's going to be distributing it? And what are they going to lace that stuff with? Because there is no control on how much THC you can put in it. Yeah, that's the other thing that's yeah. in this. And not only mm-hmm. it, that it's, you're going to be smoking a bowl or something, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about uh, edible uh, material as well. And uh, who's going to oversee all of that? Well, and Dave, some people may say, "Well, what's it to what's it to me? Knock yourself out. If you want to overdose, go go for it." But let me tell you, this always affects children because you bring those edibles into a house. Those edibles look like gummy bears. Gummy bears. Uh, they look like chocolates, Jim. Mm-hmm. They look like cookies. They look like anything else that's appealing to a kid. You try to hide that, kids are going to get the chair, they're going to pull it up to the high shelf, and they're going to plunder around, and they're going to get into it. That is what happens everywhere, every time. All right, so, you know, you're going to see children in the emergency rooms because they're going to be poisoned by this. Well, and what, what happens to them is they start having difficulty breathing. That's scary for a little child. And there's been at least one case where it was attributed to a death of a child was attributed to an overdose of THC. Mm-hmm. And But, see, you don't have to overdose on the drug for it to kill you. You get in a car, go down the highway while you're impaired, you may kill somebody who's totally innocent. You may kill a whole family. And so don't tell me that this is not harmful. It is harmful. It's proven that way everywhere. So explain to me. If that is covered in this legislation, is there any kind of test that's in this legislation to be able to determine if a person has been impaired by marijuana? It doesn't say a word about testing or prosecution or liability or any of those things in this amendment. Okay, so... As far as the legislature getting involved, can they get involved in that part of it? There are already impairment laws on the books, and so those would apply. Okay. So whatever whatever laws we have on the books about impaired driving and all that would apply. And so while you can't regulate somebody how much they can buy, you can't regulate how much they can use, 
But if they get in a car and go down the road and they are impaired, then they can be be charged criminally with that. Well, I, I don't even know. I mean, maybe you know this, but do they have a methodology of being able to test somebody, like on the side of the road or whatever? A few years like a ago. breathalyzer or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, a few yeah. years ago, they, they that was not very available. In fact, uh, all the police officers we spoke with said, yeah, it's real hard to tell how much THC a person has in their system. It's not like alcohol. And so um, – but I haven't checked lately, Dave. Jim, you may know, but I haven't checked. I haven't checked that, but I, I would like to speak to this issue. Uh, since employers get to make their own choices. Yeah, we, have, we didn't even cover this right. last right. time you the, were on right. here. The employers get to make their own choices about this. So if I own a trucking company, and I think it's okay for a guy to smoke a little weed on his lunch break or something like that, he could be driving down the road with one of the 18-wheelers and be smoking a little weed. Now, do we know? Do and we know uh, scientifically how long it takes to clear THC out of the bloodstream? Oh, it takes. Uh, what happens is your body synthesizes alcohol, and so it clears your system within you know hours. But THC stays in. It, it's stored in the fat right. in your body, and it's it's uh, eliminated. It's not synthesized, but it's eliminated over time. And that's why it can take days or maybe even weeks for a person to be able to pass a drug test. If you eat marijuana edibles, consume those, it may take up to two hours for you to even get the full effects of what you just consumed. And that's what makes the edibles, Jim, so dangerous is you could eat a lot of dangerous levels of THC and not even know it. All right. Got to take a break. Let's get some news in, then we'll come back and talk further about this. And I want to talk about, you know, uh, what can an employer do as well. It's the Dave Ellswick Show, 1011 FM, The Answer. Three days. What are you talking about, Dave? Three days. Woo! Big suey. Amen. All right. I'm looking forward to <laughs> playing some football on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. Going to be, I think it's going to be a really good game. Cincinnati's not a pushover. You know, it's not, uh, you know, weak needs, to, you, know, you know, sisters of grace or whatever that's coming into Fayetteville. It's the Cincinnati Bearcats. And they got a lot of pride in that program now, so it should be a really good game. I don't know what time kickoff is. I'll figure it out before kickoff happens. I will have my munchies to have, and uh, I'll have um, my Diet Coke in hand, and I'll be ready to yell at the TV like they can hear me. All right, bottom line, don't uh, don't think about it uh, when you're talking about uh, health insurance, where you're going to get it at. Get it with Pat Davis. Pat is not here in the area. He is right now up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, because he's a Brewers fan. So he's going to the game today and tomorrow, I think, is what he told me. So um, I'll forgive him. I'm a Cub fan. I hate the Brewers. So... But not as much as the cards. But just to, <laughs> just to, <laughs> just the way I am. But know that what uh, Pat can do for you is get you some health insurance that will do what it's supposed to do, and it won't. Co- it'll be about thirty to fifty percent cheaper than what anybody else can give to you. It will not have any copays, and it will have reduced deductibles as well. It's actual insurance. It's not a share plan. If you don't know. Those are two different things, 
and it's a perfect health plan for you if you're self-employed or you're a small business and you want to give your workers some health insurance. Talk to Pat Davis about this. He's got all the answers. All you need to do is ring him at 501-605-6935 or visit him online at Your Health Plan Man. That's one word, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, we're talking about uh, the bill, not a bill, pardon me. We're talking about a a, a constitutional amendment to the state constitution about marijuana. Right. That's the the best way to put this. And you're going to get a chance to vote for it probably in November. Uh, The Supreme Court hasn't uh, finalized whether the votes are going to count or not. They're still working through that. I have the funny feeling it will be counted and that you'll have your opportunity to make your decisions about how you feel about this. The reason that I've asked Jerry on is because it's not probably what you think it is. Boy, that's an understatement. It is so much more. Jim, I know you and I have talked about this thing over and over, and um, there's so many things in here. I mean, it's like a rat nest. I mean, you go through here, and then, wow, how'd that get in there? Where'd this come from? It yeah. really is a rat nest. That is. Uh, I, I know there's some folks listening that remember the 60s, and they may be uh, uh, out in California or someplace, <coughs> but uh, THC on that was only 5%, and we could have up to 99% now because there's no limit. And what This is not your grandfather's uh, doobie, can I say that word doobie on the radio? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, you <laughs> yeah, just did. It, it is not. It is not your Dave Ellswick bull. <laughs> All right. I'm just, I'm just, hey, I'll be honest. I've been, Jerry, tell you, I'm honest about this. I went through my heathen stage uh, when I was a young man, and uh, I smoke so much pot. There's third world countries that still ha- don't have grass huts. But the bottom line is this is much more than that. Absolutely. I'm not even talking about how strong the marijuana is. I'm just talking about all the peripherals that are included. Yep. in this piece of, of, of uh, written material here, written by the marijuana industry. Let's yeah. ju- just talk about the impact on family. If, we're, if the statistics are correct, one out of every ten people that, that uh, smoke as much as you did, of course, uh, one out of every ten is going to develop an addiction to that. Now, that's only 10%. Okay, that's 100 out of 1,000, right? 1,000 out of 10,000, and uh, a little over 3 million people live in this state. We're going to have a big problem, and then it affects those children, and then it affects that family. And then it affects mm-hmm. your po- your pocketbook because yep. you got to help. You're going to take care of Take them. care of them. That's right. And, guys, it makes no sense to legalize another addictive drug when we are fighting with billions of dollars to mitigate the opioid epidemic. We've got that. We have alcoholism. Let's not forget that alcohol is a very destructive force among people that get addicted to it. And so we're dealing with addictions already, and then we're going to turn around and legalize another drug whose sole business model turns on creating as many addicts as possible to buy the product. It makes no sense. And making it legal is not going to take away the illegal market. 
We know as well as I had a good friend teach me this the other day because he's a former addict, and he said this. What you want and what the attic is going to want is something stronger and cheaper, and there will be a market to do that, to make it stronger and cheaper. But this is not going to eliminate illegal drugs. Well, that's a problem they found out in Colorado. Everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. Right? Because in Colorado, when they legalized it, they thought that they would be able to break the hold of the cartel on it. Right. And they couldn't because guess what? They saw dollar signs in their eyes, too. So they were, you know, they were taxing the living tar out of it. Mm-hmm. And people could go buy the illegal cheaper than they could buy the legal. So where did they go? They went to the illegal where they could get a better price. Absolutely. And a stronger product for the most part. Yes, so. absolutely. You know, Jim, uh, you and I and Dave, all of us are men of faith. And a lot of a lot of people at the church level may say, "Well, this is politics. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about this or get involved in it." I know you've pastored churches, and I David, pastor right now. Yeah, yeah. And amongst other things that I do, uh, uh, thank you, Jerry, for bringing that subject up. If folks that don't know me, I used to travel the whole country trying to talk with faith engagement, trying to get churches out. And I'll tell you a story about a Little Rock church. The largest church in their denomination, y'all would recognize if I told you it was, they decided to get involved a few years ago, and they had a voter registration drive. And so I still remember to this day, I was there working at the first guy that came up was 71 years old and registered to vote. So that means in the neighborhood of 50 years, this man of faith, this man of God, was not participating. And if the church folks would just get off their righteousness and uh, get out and engage in the culture, we might be able to uh, have some impact on this. And it starts with that pastor, that pastor that's got to realize marijuana, is. this is not a political issue. This is a moral issue. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's too many of those guys that are so scared. They're staying in their ivory towers. And their people, I believe, want to hear from them. They want to hear from them. Now, Dave, I brought you a picture today. I was very proud of. I yeah, I appreciate you brought this Frank and, uh, from uh, Franklin. Franklin, yeah. when uh, he came to Little Rock, and he just did a prayer meeting, Franklin Graham, in 2016. The picture is the uh, it is the largest gathering, according to state police, that Arkansans have ever had at the Capitol. And uh, there were churches all over the city because that was my job to get them there. They were saying, no, we're not going to go because it's too political. It's too political to pray for the country. It's too political to pray for the state. Uh, the pastors have got to realize and draw their line. I'm not asking to endorse people. But, buddy, get your folks out and tell them to engage with this and vote and vote. And then after they're done voting, vote. Well, I'm, I'm going to. I want a copy of this picture. Well, that's your copy. I brought it for you. Well, I know you got this one, but I, w- I want a big picture. I want a ten by thirteen, so I can hang it up here in the studio. Okay, uh, I will get that done. All right. Thank and you, sir. We'll do that because that's a, it's important. Uh, yeah, somebody took this down, but this usually hangs just right here. So yeah. Well, Jim makes a, a great point, Dave, about the need for people of faith, for the church, for pastors, leaders to step up and lead in this area. If they don't, then their people are really without that guidance. And boy, is that ever important. Okay, so tell us, what's the guidance in this piece of written material uh, for a constitutional amendment uh, in the state of Arkansas for people who have businesses? 
Well, first of all, if you are an employer, it says you can regulate your employees' use, but it doesn't say you can prohibit your employees' use. Okay. And that is a really important distinction because in the next sentence in that measure, in the proposed amendment, it says, and landlords can prohibit the smoking of marijuana on their property, but they cannot prevent its use if you're doing edibles. And so they chose their words very carefully, Jim. They They, they chose them very carefully. They said, well, you can regulate. They did. And then uh, also... Uh, when the store opens up and you can go in, you're going to find all kind of drug paraphernalia that you can purchase for anything. It's not just for marijuana. We're just opening the door and giving the tools. Yeah, so before we move on, i yeah. got to take a final break. Sure. Does this say anything in there? Is you going to get rid of any law that prohibits the sale of bongs and things of that nature? Oh, they sell. They allow the sale of those. It says in, in this. In this okay. Yeah. Any any paraphernalia related to the use of marijuana. That's okay. the, I think that's the operative word. All right. We got more to talk about, and we want to talk about another piece uh, that's going to be on the uh, the ballot that we're going to tell you to vote for. Okay. I don't want you Absolutely. to think. Of, I don't want you to think that I'm a Republic ain't. I'm a Republican. All right. Uh, but, but when you take the legislature out, you take the Republic out. Keep that in mind. All right. Dave Ellswick Show, let me remind you about uh, Easton Towing. They will help you if you're caught on the side of the road. You need to give them a call. They know what to do, whatever your situation is. All you have to do is dial them up, so to speak. I put this in my phone. I got it under towing. It is uh, 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. All right, let me remind you that uh, the thing dealing with cannabis amendment is issue four. Issue three, which is the issue from hell, uh, usually on <laughs> just because issue three typically is not a good issue. Not the case this time because you got the constitutional amendment to create the Arkansas Religious Freedom Amendment. Well, we're down to about eight minutes left here in this hour, uh, Jerry. So let me ask you and and uh, uh, Mr. Legrone to talk about this. Why do we need this? We got RIFRA already. Why do we need this? Well, I think the recent debate over abortion tells us why we need this, because the courts, the Supreme Court, looked out there and said, you know what, we're not going to regulate abortion through the Supreme Court anymore. We're going to let the states handle this. Mm -hmm. And so everybody grabbed their state constitutions and started thumbing through and said, well, what do we have in here on abortion? And lo and behold, some states didn't have much. It was pretty thin. In fact, had nothing. Yeah. And so if they ever do that with religious freedom, we need something in our state constitution that affirms our God-given right to religious freedom. Because we did have something in dealing with life. Yes. Yes. We have Amendment 68, which says we're going to protect the life of every unborn child. That is chiseled in stone in our Constitution. And we need to do the same thing with religious freedom. We need to chisel it into our Constitution and say, you know what? That same right that's in the U.S. Constitution, we need that in our state Constitution as well. 
and not many states have this. Alabama has it. We patterned the, this one after the Alabama law. It's a good law. It just says the government can't burden your free exercise of religion. Yeah, Imagine can, that. Can I explain that? And, Jim, you can get in on the sure. definition as well. But there's a, there's a reason why that's important. Well, it is because uh, we all know that you can't do human sacrifices over here at the church in the name of religious freedom. If you're breaking a legitimate law, Mm -hmm. then the government can step in and say, no, priests can't abuse little boys under the guise of religious freedom. We all know that. And so what we're saying here is the government can't burden your free exercise of religion unless they have a compelling reason to do so. And if they do it, they have to do it in the least restrictive means possible. That's really important. Very that, important. That, that verbiage is really yeah, important. Very, very. But if this passes, Jim, we'll probably have the, the – no state will have better religious uh, freedom protection than right. Arkansas. And what you're saying will protect us. To my fellow pastors out there, they need to know that uh, – no president, no Congress, nothing can happen like that. It will restrict what he can say from the pulpit. Because right now, to our friends in Canada and other places, we're coming dangerously close to saying what you can preach, what you cannot preach, because it's either hate speech or it's causing some other kind of thing the government doesn't like. A- ask them in Houston, Texas. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, and so yeah. that is close to us. And so... They pass that kind of uh, nonsense up in Washington. If we don't have a law like this in place, amendment mm-hmm. in place, it's going to be here. And I will tell you, Dave, and I can tell the public right now, uh, I will go to jail over that. There's no, nobody, nobody on this planet is going to tell me what I can preach. I'm accountable to God himself and accountable to my church. And, buddy, I'm going to let it fly. Well, if they couldn't stop the apostles, why should they try to stop you? Well, uh, they might try to stop us. Because it didn't our, stop the apostles, did no, it? No, it didn't, but they killed them. Let's remember that. Yeah, so. they did. <laughs> but powerful forces have been trying to They've silence trying. the gospel for 2,000 years. Yes. And should we be surprised that that they try to do it here? No. And they're trying to silence the church, and that's why they try to convince all these pastors the church cannot get involved in politics. This is not politics. You're engaging in the culture that you live in. We're not telling you who to vote for, but you better vote and pray for your freedom to continue to do as you want to do. Let me jump in one last piece about religious freedom. And a lot of pastors are scared, a lot of preachers, pastors, brothers, whatever, because they think they're going to lose their tax deduction. Oh, my. And let me tell you what. Uh, freedom of religion is much more important than your tax deduction. There's no comparison, and my taxes went up considerably recently, you know, on all this reevaluation stuff. And, and what can we say about that? That's just – that's not the argument. That's a straw man argument. And Yeah, because no church has ever had their tax deduction ripped that's from them. That's a great point. Right. I mean, we, we all say, oh, the IRS is going to get us. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, there's, I, I think you would be hard-pressed to find even one church. But that you have enough fear of it. Yeah. They don't yeah. even have to do and, it. And yeah. there are lawyer firms. I, I could give you a list of firms that practice in Washington that are begging for somebody to go after them because they want to defend you for free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. they're ready to go. Yeah, liberty and all of them. Would, right. But would we love need that. freedom is a wonderful thing, as you're re- uh, related to today, and the public, all of it is. So we have one law that removes freedom from us. And we have one law that's going to guarantee freedom. It's easy for me to make the choice. All right. So, Jerry, this is going to happen on November 8th. 
That's the big but, day. Early, early, early voting starts when? I think it's the 22nd of October. Don't quote me on that, but it's about two weeks out from the election. It starts. So, um, hey, get ready. Yeah, it's it's not that far down yeah. the road. You know, I remember we were talking two years down the road to midterm elections, and I was talking about that was going to be our next opportunity uh, to be able to disrail, derail the, the left. And now we're not more than Here two months away. Yeah. And think about we're less than six months away from the General Assembly getting back together uh, there in uh, I can't even think about that. I'll just worry about too much right now. (laughs) (laughs) I talk about it all, Jim. It's it's a multi-pronged attack, I'm just telling you, what's going on. But, again, I I just throw my my, little weight that I have and say vote no, issue four. Vote yes on issue three. You got it. You know, those are, those are two important issues that you need to vote on. Uh, what uh, what uh, is is two? Is that the one dealing with uh, the uh, the casino? Um, two, let's see. One is the legislature convening itself. Okay. Two is the one that says, I believe, you have to have sixty percent vote oh, in okay. order to amend the constitution or to pass an initiated act. Okay. So those are those are the three one. One is legislature. Two is uh, how, how you amend the Constitution. Three is religious freedom. Four is marijuana. Now, five would be what was it was going to be then Pope County? There's not. Yeah, there's not going to be a five. The, the court they is said dis- no. They disqualified the casino one in Pope County. Okay, so keep that all in mind. Well, try, I try to keep you up on this. It's not easy to do. No. Well, we can talk about those others sometime, Dave. You okay. know, that, you know, like one and two, what it means for the legislature to be able to call itself into session, and some of that that needs to be talked about. Yeah, I know it does. And what I'll do is I'll get the, the speaker of the house and mm-hmm. get the pro tem on to talk mm-hmm. about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, get them both to talk about it because it is important. Mm-hmm. It's important. I think they should call themselves in the special session instead of the governor calling them in the special session. Boy, it'd be an interesting debate. Yeah, it would be, and it will be, and it's going to have to be. All right, we're just about out of time here today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Don't forget, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, we have both uh, Congressman uh, Hill, and then at 735, it's Congressman Westerman, and we'll talk about, uh, we'll give them the opportunity to try to make some uh, some sanity out of the insanity that goes on in Washington, <laughs> D.C. I'll see you then, uh, Jim. Jerry, thank you both for coming on. Always today. a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right, and we'll do this again. I'm, I intend to, to highlight number four. I mean, I'm going to light it on fire in front of you. Just know that that's coming here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great afternoon. See you tomorrow morning.